Hi everyone and welcome to the second episode of Ruincast, your Heroes of Ruin podcast. I am a voice you've not heard before, uh, in that I am not Mike, I'm Kevin, I'm your, your new community manager. Um, Mike regenerated Doctor Who style into me, so uh, you've got me from now on. Uh, joining me from the last show... It's just a euphemism, that was. Oh yeah, very much so. Uh, joining me from the last show and from uh, newly profiled on the Heroes of Ruin website, <laughs> where, he, where he is now super popular everywhere. Oh yeah. And is on the bedroom walls of girls up and down the country. It's uh, Alistair no, I literally like Spider-Man, not posters. I just, oh, yeah, I yeah. just hang out there and like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the FBI, it's fine. <laughs> and we've actually got a third voice with us today, and we have uh, Luke Willoughby. Hello. You're our assistant brand manager on this, I believe. Yeah, so working on uh, all the brand materials, um, all the creative stuff, so the artwork you see, um, logos, website, been working on all of that. So, You only get the big names, the, the really important people on Marinecast. Like us. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, lots of questions from you guys in the forums after the last show. Glad you enjoyed it, by the way. And uh, we've, we've got lots to go through today. So, let's kick it off, shall we? Um, there's been a lot of chats uh, about a number of things, uh, specifically the Facebook interaction on the website, so I'll address that first. Lots of people asking, I missed out on the Facebook-related XP achievement on the Heroes of Ruin uh, site. Does this mean I miss out on the Wall of Champions? Um, yeah, sorry we've had some problems with that. Um, it, it is being looked into. Uh, do not worry, you will not miss out on Wall of Champions. There will be something else put in XP-wise that will enable you to get the full amount and get on Wall of Champions. So don't worry about that. Of course, what Wall of Champions will get you, you'll have to wait and see, of course. Respect. Prestige. Yeah, respect. Women. Fast cars. None of the above. Who knows? Probably not fast cars. No. I'm not paying for fast cars. Luke, do you want to pay for fast cars? For the... I'll go with fast women. Okay, you, you cite the fast women. I'm not sorting any of the rest of it out. <laughs> I can't afford fast cars for people. No. Okay, uh, one of the questions we are getting asked a lot is, uh, will there be clans in any form? Al, you... uh, yeah, okay, so not in a traditional sense. So the way we, we do handle um, our people who play together regularly, but we do it in a interesting new way. So we've got a kind of friendship... Uh, leveling system, um, which sits separate from the uh, the regular leveling up system, and what happens is when you play with people, it recognises uh, the people that you play with um, most, and you the more you play together, the more kind of XP you gain together, the more hours you adventure together. Um, it kind of builds up this friendship meter, and you'll go from uh, through different stages. So you might go from being a kind of uh, an acquaintance to a friend to a cohort to an ally, uh, whatever the various stages are named. And um, as you go up in those stages, you can uh, you can be given uh, unique items, which uh, you can only get via friendship leveling. Um, so you'll be able to kind of see the people that you adventure with most. Uh, they'll have kind of special um, uh, names for the different levels of kind of uh, friendship or alliance, if you like. And you'll even have uh, cool new gear that you can't get any other way other than playing regularly with the same uh, people. So not clans per se, but we do... Um, we do kind of recognise who you play with and, and uh, reward that and track that. So there's a, a, there is a distinct advantage to going with people on a regular basis. So yes, really. yeah. And we, yeah, we're even trying to see if we can get any other kind of synergies in there if you play uh, together regularly with the same kind of people. 
And uh, apologies to the people out there in Radio Land if I'm speaking fast, but you are doing this from some kind of cryogenically frozen chamber. So uh, it's it's the result of the regeneration. I'm sorry. It's just, uh, so if I don't speak enough. if I don't speak fast enough and get out of here, then uh, I'm afraid I'll be preserved for future generations, which uh, which wouldn't be fair on current generations. So uh, oh, but we'd be able to use you in any future sequel. That's true. That That's is it. true. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed you said synergy. Oh, well, that's, that's a good word. No, that, no. <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll keep the business speak down. Uh, don't worry. Synergy's where it's at, man. Let's <laughs> ring fence that synergy and double click it later. Mm. Synergy's key to the game. <laughs> uh, well, the other questions are: Are you considering uh, PvP, player versus player action, in Heroes of Ruin? Um, we did consider it, but what we want to do with Heroes of Ruin is hopefully. Um, obviously launch a whole new franchise um, and so that's something that we'd certainly look at, look at again in any sequel or sequels uh, to Heroes of Ruin but for the first game um, nope there will be no PvP it's co-op only and I can probably jump in and answer another question there someone was asking if they're kind of um, if you can hurt other players at all um, I don't know why you want to do what, that what, what, why is the first question that person asks you that, can you hurt the others can, can I hurt and steal from everyone <laughs> can else can I have friendly fire on please um, so for all sociopaths out there um, no there's no friendly fire um, and given I mean when you see the game in action you see the kind of crazy spells and abilities and you know I mean like the Vindicator's got an ability for example called the shockwave which just sends out this rolling wall of fire across the screen <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, you'd uh, it'd be very hard to, to kind of play together and cooperate if, if there's any kind of pvp or friendly fire on there so um there won't be any of that um there are some things for example you can uh i think we talked about this last time but you know if you nip in and grab the gold before someone else um although it'll be split between the party you'll still get a finder's fee for being kind of quick off the market and getting there first and um, that sort of thing can also go for kind of uh, potions and loot. But there's no traditional uh, PvP. This is a cooperative game, folks. Cooperate. Play nice. Okay. Um, one of the other things that was being talked about a lot on uh, the forum was the discussion about how Heroes of Ruin sort of sits as a game. And so specifically, uh, is, is it classed as an MMO or not? Uh, no, it's not an MMO. Um, so it's uh, up to four players. Which is obviously, I don't know, not massive. Unless those players are really tall. Or maybe, you know, enormously fat. Then I don't know, maybe it could be massively multiplayer. But um, no, four players. Um, and that's uh, online play or local play. Um, so no, not an MMO. I can see why people think that. I mean, there are, you can gain levels, gain in power. There are an awful lot of uh, items and, and, and gear to find. So um, over 80,000 kind of uh, items, gear and weapons. Um, I can clarify another question that we've been asked while I'm on that subject. So some people um, are saying, you know, are there 80,000 weapons? Um, there aren't. There are over 80,000 items. So that's a kind of mixture of weapons, armour, uh, belts, um, rings, amulets, things like that. So uh, the whole shebang together is, is over, uh, well over 80,000. So not just weapons. Still a crazy amount. It is yeah, a crazy it's... amount, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it leads to some really unique kind of combinations both visually and gameplay wise for your uh, for your chosen character which is something we'll probably come on to a bit later on in this podcast probably and talk about how uh, how different you can be from one another okay uh, speaking of speaking of that and uh, classes specifically can crash from the forums ask can we combine different classes and races together or is each class set to a specific character can two of the same character be in the same game for online play Okay, I'll answer that question backwards because I'm difficult like that. Um, so you can have any kind of party makeup 
uh, that you want uh, when you play together. So if you want to play uh, as all gunslingers or all savages or all architects, you can do that. You can have any mixture you want. Um, so there's no no limits on that. Again, I think I probably talked about it a lot in the first podcast, but we, we wanted to kind of break down barriers to uh, multiplayer play. So we didn't ever want to say, no, you guys can't play together because you're uh, excessively different levels or because someone's already got that character class picked or anything like that. So we wanted to remove all those barriers. So you can absolutely play with any party makeup um, that you like. Um, and so the first part of that, so the classes are tied to um, the races, but within that, there's such a heavy level of customization um, that one of our goals is kind of if you were to pick, uh, let's say, even four, four level four vindicators, let's say, just picking a kind of level out of the air, that not only would they look very different from the um, uh, initial customization that you do, but then also as you play the game, all the kind of larger uh, we- uh, sorry, armor parts that you pick up, uh, like shoulder pieces, leg pieces, gauntlets, uh, breastplates, etc., they all show up visually on the character and are, are visually distinct. Um, and that goes for weapons as well. So you'll also look different beyond your initial customization based on all the, the gear you found. And of course, with over 80,000 pieces, it's very unlikely that you're going to have equipped the same stuff as someone else. Um, there's also a kind of uh, player color that you can choose on top of that. So someone asked if we can, um, if you can recolor your kind of armor or customize it in any way. So there's a there's a, a player color that you can choose. And so even if you did look fairly similar, you could ha- uh, have a sort of different player color. And um, what I mean by player colour is there are certain um, areas on armour, um, certain kind of, um, what do you call it, um, not, not like the main armour colour, just kind of um, you know, fr- frills and extra sort of detailing. Like and uh, Cape or shoulder. Yeah, things like, that. things like that. Basically kind of details and highlights and your player colour affects um, those on your armour types. That's kind of another layer of customization and differentiation. Um, and all of that, that that I've talked about so far is visual. But beyond that, um, they they also have gameplay effects. So obviously the different weapons and armor you have will give you different strengths and weaknesses. So as a Vindicator, you might have chosen to uh, really push on kind of energy regeneration, have loads of energy um, for your special attacks, um, and you might have increased your uh, equipped weapons and armor to increase your might um, to make all those attacks more powerful. Or you might have concentrated on defense and kind of uh, soaking up um, damage. And then beyond that, there's even a further level of customization, and this is all kind of gameplay-wise, where as you level up, you get to assign uh, points to some of your basic stats, things like your uh, might, your energy, your, your vigor, which kind of determine how damaging you are, how, or how much health you have, your uh, energy reserves, and how quickly they replenish. Um, but there's also a, a deep skill tree system, um, and everyone's got three branches to their skill trees, which kind of take them in different directions, either, I don't know, more towards being defensive or more towards uh, damaging abilities or crowd control or healing. It very much depends on the the character class. And within that, you can pick new abilities or you can rank up existing abilities. So again, by the time you look at those level four Vindicators, they're going to look very different, play very different, have different strengths and weaknesses and have different abilities from from one another. So although classes are um, kind of locked to races, there's so much customization and differentiation within that that um, hopefully people won't... um, one kind of care by the time they've uh, they've customised their character to, to play the way they wanted to. So Crash and Baisley, um, I think you've probably got as full an answer there as you could possibly hope to, <laughs> possibly hope to have. Waffling on and on and on. Yeah, there's uh, loads of information in there, so I'm sure the I'm sure the forums will pick over that extensively. <laughs> um, 
Simbus Supreme, which is a fantastic name, uh, says, in response to the recent announcement of uh, Sasha Putnam being the game's composer, can we hear a sample of the game's music in the podcast? Um, not just yet, but a little bit down the line, uh, we'll see if we can do that, actually. Um, get a nice little exclusive for you if you keep listening in. Uh, we'll we'll uh, have a word with Sasha and see if we can uh, see if we can arrange that. Actually, another question is that, that tied into that, which is a general question that we had following the first one, was uh, the opening music to Ruincast. The drums, the drums of doom, the the fantastic rumbling music. Um, in is that actually from Heroes of Ruin? And um, un- unfortunately, no, it is not. Uh, it's exclusive to the podcast. <laughs> it's exclusive to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's actually no, it's actually some it's some royalty free music. And, Shh, and, they don't need to know that. Keep it down. But it sounds good, <laughs> and it sounds good. It's it's now the theme, and and we'll stick with it. Um, Stripeless says, "I'm curious about how the bottom screen of the D, of the 3DS rather is uh, going to be utilised." Will it be touch-based commands, or will it be reserved for a map? Yes and yes. Um, so I'll expand <laughs> on that a little bit. Yeah, if we can. So it's not um, a kind of heavily touch-based game, so the bottom screen does have an area... It's not really reserved for a map because it's a very flexible screen, but um, very often you'll be referring to the bottom screen to see the map. Then it's easy to see kind of where you've been, um, also see where your buddies are, and some other kind of key information that will be shown on the map. So that's mostly what we'll be using it for, but it also has, you can also um, use the touchscreen to go through any kind of menus, um, and there are some kind of quick, uh, basically we kind of streamline things as much as we can um, um, with the gameplay, and I'll explain what I mean about that, because streamline does not mean dumbed down, stripped down, or having things removed. Um, so I'll give you a really clear example of how we use the touchscreen. When you have um, player abilities, um, which you gain as you level up and you take them from your skill tree, they need to be mapped to uh, to the buttons, to the uh, A, Y, and X buttons. Uh, so you can have kind of three of those um, active at any one time. Now, if you want to remap that, you get a new ability, or you want to, um, uh, you know, you're in a certain situation about to fight a boss, or in a certain area where you want a different uh, tactical setup of, of your uh, kind of abilities, then you can either go the long route and uh, kind of open a menu, go into your ability, go into your skill tree and remap the abilities to the various buttons yourself. Or there are uh, touch screens always down the side of the uh, the bottom screen and you simply tap those to toggle uh, and cycle quickly through your abilities. So you can do it without going to a menu at all. So that's what I mean by streamlined. It hasn't been removed. You can still do it through menus if you want to, but we also, to keep you in the action, to keep it quick, you can very quickly uh, toggle. And that can be very useful because... Um, I'll take a, uh, an example ability. The Vindicator's got an ability called Sacred Circle, which is a very cool co-op, uh, useful co-op ability where he creates a, a kind of healing circle on the ground and anyone who stands within that, including himself, will start to heal up. So that's the kind of thing that you might want to quickly toggle to when the party's uh, kind of a bit dinged up and a bit damaged. But then afterwards, you might want to quickly uh, switch it to um, a more damaging ability uh, to cause a bit of carnage. And again, to keep it quick, you can just simply tap on that button, toggle to your new ability and, and keep going and keep playing. Um, another example which people have probably heard about uh, that kind of streamlining is uh, a quick equipping uh, items or quick selling items so if you stand over an item on the ground you can simply press up on the d-pad to put it straight on or press down to sell it um, so if you don't want it kind of clogging up your inventory but for those people who do want to um, you know, manage their inventory take things back to the shop and sell them for a bit more cash 
or uh, they want to kind of really browse an item and understand all the ins and outs of what it does before they put it on, you can still open a menu, go in through there, see all these, these details. So again, streamlining, it's not kind of, you know, dumbing down or removal or anything else. It's just a way that if you want to stay in the action and keep it fast and, and uh, keep the tempo up, then, then you can. Because, uh, you know, with these kind of games, there's often that point where everyone's like, oh, can you hang on a minute? I just need to... Whatever you know, go through my inventory, inventory, manage it. I'm carrying too much. It can slow things down. So um, we've got streamlined kind of answers to to that stuff. Yeah, fluidity. That's a good one. Thanks. uh, You shouldn't get any Leroy Jenkins moments, basically, where someone just gets impatient. You never know. There's always, there's always, there's always, there's always, there's always 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 someone. Or there's the uh, the other Leroy Jenkins moment, which could potentially happen with the voice chat. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. I'm not going to go into those details because no. uh, that was a horrific incident, and we'll have the, we'll have the police on a case. Actually, uh, actually, Luke, I've got a couple of questions here that perhaps perhaps you can answer. Uh, stay, stay, stay says uh, from the forums. What made you guys make a decision to make the game for the 3DS? Um, I'm happy to talk about this if you're happy to have me talk about it. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. It was something, something we were. We I were, don't know. Let's let's take yeah. other consideration. He's on the podcast for his looks. It was, it was <laughs> something we were talking to people at E3 about. Actually, is um, we don't believe at the moment that we can really effectively make this game for any other platform. The uh, the key reason being, um, developers were working with N Space. Um, this this kind of is their. This is kind of their, their baby, basically. They've, uh, they've been working on other, other IP and other franchises for, for big names for a long time now. They've done the last few Call of Duties on um, DS. And this is really a game that they've wanted to make for about eight years or more. Um, now the 3DS has come along. Obviously, you've got other platforms with you know, the full online capabilities, the, the voice chat in there. Anyone can jump on a party in those kind of spaces. So you can do that. But what we can't do is all of the cool things we're doing with uh, Street Pass and indeed Spot Pass, things like the Traders Network that we really think is going to revolutionise the way you trade items in these kinds of games. You just can't do that on any other system. It has to be a portable. There's no other portable that does this anyway. Um, so it's really exciting to be able to do these things for the first time ever and you know, with a, with a team that have wanted to make this project for the you know, best part of a decade. So on top of that, the other things we can do is... Um, you know, anyone, anyone who's got any other game system is, is probably used to DLC by now. It's something you see in tons of games. What we really wanted to do with this game is give people, you know, like little, nice little things um, for free, but every single day. And this is something that we're, we're going to be pushing out um, sort of as the game releases, uh, you know, for, for at least a year afterwards, hopefully more. Um, so, you know, you get something new every single day for free, absolutely free from Square Enix. Um, and you don't really, you don't even have to sign on to, you know, you don't have to turn your 3DS on to get this kind of stuff. You just leave it there charging on the dock. Um, you can get these things uh, as and when we send them through. You get more than one every single day. Um, and at the same time, you, you know, you don't have to do these things either. So um, they're nice little extras. But really, these two, these two reasons are, you know, the, the reason why we, we went with 3DS um, for this project is a, a very exciting machine. and. We believe it's, it's really going to pick up, and uh, it's, it's very exciting to do it on a system that you know has new capabilities that uh, nothing else can do yet. So um, yeah, I mean the connectivity sort of, on it yeah. sounds really, really good. I mean, we, should, we can maybe talk just slightly more, just clarify about the kind of the something new every day stuff that we're doing. So that we're really talking there about our daily and weekly challenges. Yeah. 
um, which are kind of uh, ways that will encourage you to sort of um, replay the game or play the game in a, in, a, in a different way, kind of take you out of your comfort zone. So examples of challenges might be to kind of uh, uh, go through a level uh, without healing or play with a, part, a party made up of all one character type or kill a certain number uh, of a creature in a certain time frame or just different ways to, um, to kind of test yourself and as I say, take, take you out of your comfort zone. And the more of those that you, you complete, the closer you'll get to, um, to rewards. So you can actually get um, uh, items in the game that way by completing enough of our, our daily and weekly challenges. So that's kind of what we're getting out there. There's a lot of those as well. So mm. anyone that's uh, on the website really scurrying to get their, their XP bar full is, it, I mean, there's going to be, hopefully, what we've aimed for is that there's more for, you know, we've taken the people that do everything and we've tried to give them more than they could potentially realistically do so there's there's effectively there's more than you you would ever you know you're not going to run out of them <laughs> so there we go i mean uh, i know a lot of the guys were asking about dlc and things like that so there you go more more information for you let's see uh king of ikana asks uh, will we be able to save anywhere during single player and resume where we left off or do is there a specific sort of save point system um so Yes and yes. Um, you can. Uh, there are regular checkpoints, regular save um, points will also save, um, and those are also the points that you'll respawn at if you uh, fall prey to the the beasts that, that uh, roam around, uh, which I know we'll be talking about more later on. Um, but beyond that, if you are, you know, whatever, playing on a train or a bus and your stops arriving, or you know, someone, your, your friends arrive and you need to stop quickly. Uh, you can in single player or multiplayer because there's really no difference. There's complete content parity between the uh, single player and multiplayer campaigns. Um, you can save and quit at any point, and then when you resume, all the XP you had, the weapons you had, the items you found, etc., um, will still be there. Um, any progress you've made towards completing quests will still be there, and you'll probably pop back up at the nearest um, uh, kind of waystone that you'd uh, that you'd found those regular checkpoints. But um, uh, yeah, you won't lose out on any any progress. Awesome. Uh, Viper asks a question that I can probably answer is that, is there any way we can subscribe to the podcast via RSS? There isn't an RSS feed up yet for the podcast, uh, but that's something that I'll be sorting out in the next couple of weeks. And we'll see if we can get it on iTunes and, and all those lovely places like that so you, can, so you can download it to your iPod or MP3 music device. So yeah, coming soon in, uh, in short, Viper. Uh, big question from a fair few people on the board this actually uh, will and relating uh, to King of the Karna's question in a, in a way uh, will we have multiple game saves on the cart for example 4 so we can play each class hmm, I can't imagine which game sparked off this sort of question recently on the 3DS hmm. Um, hmm. Uh, the answer is yes there will be multiple save uh, slots on the cart there will be at least 4 um, and they're not limited to, they're not kind of locked to a character class. So it's not like there's a Vindicator slot and an Architect slot. Uh, you can use them freely. So um, the reason there's at least four is obviously so that you could have one um, save slot for each class if you wanted to. But if you wanted to run through the game uh, multiple times with the, over and over with the Savage or something, um, because again, there's so much customization that's completely viable. You know, you could, you could play very, very differently by the end. Um, you can do that too. We didn't want to kind of limit players um, in that way. So you so. can you can see you can basically set up a savage as really pro attacking, or, or a savage that's 
defensive and then have the two particular ones on on the card and swap yep. between. Yep, they wouldn't have to share a slot or anything weird like that. No, so uh, at least four slots um, for you to use as you see fit. Good news. Good news. Hero of Bacon. Which is great. Hero of Bacon. He's my hero. I, I think you've won Name of the Week on on, on Name of the Podcast. He'd get on well with Frog Lord. Oh yeah, and Hero of Bacon. That's a, oh. that's a double team supreme. Will multiplayer be completely cooperative? Or although well, we've had that already, I totally it? answered that. Oh, Hero of Bacon, you're late to the party. Yeah, what are you doing, sunshine? You, you've lost your your uh, your title already. That that yeah. was quick. That was about three seconds. Maybe okay. champion of bacon or assistant of bacon. Mm. You've been you've been on. demoted, son. You, you need to change that name to Hero of Bacon. Like, I'm joking. Jen, uh, general question this, uh, which perhaps Luke can answer. When are we going to see a gameplay trailer, Luke? Yeah. When are we going to see yeah, a gameplay when? trailer, Luke? When? Right, the gameplay trailer is so close now. Um, we've really been putting everything we can into it. Um, you know, when we've been showing the game at E3, you've been working with quite an early version. Um, so we really wanted to show gameplay, you know, when it's ready and when it's, um, when it, basically when it's looking its best to be able to, to show off... Um, the game so uh, that is coming so soon I can taste it, <laughs> it what does it taste like yeah, it tastes like bacon tastes or chicken everything tastes like chicken even bacon tastes like chicken it tastes like success I was going to come up with an 80s line but yeah I can't think of any you failed you're too young oh, to come up with 80s yeah. lines leave, leave that to me leave it to the professionals no I can't think of anything on the fly but it is it's pretty it's looking nice so if you can hang on a little bit more um, hang in there guys patience there, Padawans but put it put put it this way: it's it's you know look at look at some of the screenshots, and then imagine them moving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we don't so basically we don't need a trailer. Play. You just have to use your imagination. Alter- alternatively, yeah, alternatively, you could take one of the screenshots, cut out the characters, and, yeah, move them and they like the again yeah, move them around on a stick, mm. and it's like you've got your own puppet show. So are you glad yeah. Luke came there with, with helpful suggestions like that? Just imagine <laughs> a movie screenshot. If, if anyone wants to make their own sort of trailer <laughs> in this sense, then I'll, I'll personally offer a very special prize. For that. So <laughs> that would be t- brilliant. Take yeah. it seriously. Actually, actually yeah. Something up, I will. I will. We will find something like from within the project that you know maybe it's a bit of concept art or a sketch or something that you can just have. Um, so if someone can do something really cool. So there we uh, go. We'll find a prize. I'm not telling you what the prize is, but it will be good. It won't be a crappy piece of paper. So uh, don't worry. It'll be a signed photo of Luke. <laughs> you really don't want to win that. Chat one in. This I'll is like a reverse <laughs> prize. <laughs> no, well, there we go. Um, Luke's challenge then is to <laughs> is for you to make your own <laughs> Heroes of Ruin <laughs> trailer. Yeah, keep, uh, keep it discreet. Any, any distasteful entries will be scorned. <laughs> heavily scorned. Well, heavily scorned and then laughed about. And maybe outside secretly, outside secretly. There, there will, in all seriousness there will be a trailer very soon so um, we know it's been a wait um, so, so if you can wait a little bit longer you'll have something very pretty to look at here we go um, Gogatsu says how many dungeons are there okay so I talked last time I think about this and I sort of mentioned they're effectively a sort of unlimited number because of the way things are dynamically um, generated within the levels um, and I, but be, there are kind of a, a sort of base set, if you like, of um, levels which can then kind of branch off into this uh, infinity of, um, uh, of possible levels. So there are there are 24 kind of named uh, levels that you can go into, but every time you go into any one of those 24, uh, it, the, you know, the layout will be different, the enemy encounter groups will be different, the stuff they drop will be different. So um, it's a kind of... 
very hard question to answer, but hopefully that'll shed a bit more light on it. There are kind of 24 named um, levels that you can kind of pick from the overworld map and, and jump into and explore, but each time they'll be a bit different. So uh, on, on that last part, I can't really give you a solid number because who knows? Get some crazy mathematician in here, he could probably tell you. X. It's always X. If it's not X, it's N. Yeah. I like N. I'm an N man. N to the X. Speaking of X, XX Drum Corps XX says, can you elaborate on enemy types? You've already talked about having 270-odd enemy types. Are these all going to be different models, or are we going to be seeing a lot of texture covers on the same enemy models? So this is a really great excuse for me to just waffle on now for, forever about um, our enemies, um, which I'm very happy to do. So we've got mm. all kinds of different beasties um, in the game, and I think the first thing that is probably worth mentioning is one of the things we don't want Heroes of Ruin to um, descend into is a kind of uh, just a button masher. So with all of the enemies, we're careful to give them all some kind of um, tactical wrinkle or uh, some kind of special behaviour or something that affects how you best deal with them. So I'll give you a really uh, clear example of that. Um, in our Elder Forest uh, environment, there are these creatures, and elsewhere, there are these creatures called um, wraiths, and they're often very, very highly mobile uh, character types. So they'll kind of um, they'll zip away from you, they can be quite hard to catch, and then they'll come shrieking in with an unblockable attack. Um, so there, there are kind of two tactical aspects to that character. One, uh, to that enemy type. One is very hard to get hold of him, um, and two, he has an unblockable attack. Uh, so that's an example of a kind of couple of tactical um, uh, wrinkles they've got to them. And my personal favourite way of dealing with them is if you're playing as a Vindicator, uh, you can go in there with a kind of uh, the, sh the shoulder ram ability, where the Vindicator charges across the screen, slams into the enemies and stuns them. So these things are trying to back away, they're flying away really quickly, but the Vindicator's even faster with his ram ability. So he can slam them, stun them, and then he can follow that up with his smite ability, which is this huge overhead smash, and it actually does more damage to enemies the closer they are to death, so it's a great kind of finishing move. And often that's a kind of one-two combo that can put a wraith down, or um, at least put them on low health. So that's one example where, um, you know, you can kill it a number of other ways, but that's just a, my kind of personal preference of a one-two punch combo. Um, but it's a quick example of how um, the enemies kind of bring some sort of tactical um, element to the game. And they can do all kinds of nasty things to you. They can, uh, they can poison you, they can uh, drain your energy so you can't use abilities, uh, they can move around you, they can block, they can do unblockable attacks... Um, they can set you on fire, they can slow you down, they can, uh, they can do all kinds of awful things to you. Um, and as I say, because we want this um, tactical level, they can also kind of uh, boost each other. So you can have enemy types in there who, while they're alive, all the uh, enemies around them become uh, tougher. They've got kind of either armour on them or they'll do more damage or they'll be faster. And if you can kind of get to one of these sort of controller type, booster type um, enemies and get rid of them first, it'll make the whole um, encounter a lot easier. And there are things like enemies where the more of that type of enemy are, they kind of have like a pack behaviour. The more there are, the tougher they are. So you want to kind of whittle those down really quickly. I mean, there's a, uh, the list goes kind of on and on of all these different behaviours. Um, but I wanted to talk about those behaviours just because, you know, our enemies aren't just kind of differently coloured, different looking bags of no, hit points. They don't, they don't have like hats on to differentiate them or anything like that. No, well, I mean, that kind of brings me on to the, to the next point. So in terms of what they actually look like, um, we do have for, for enemy variations we do have um, you know obviously very very different looking models and textures for different enemy types 
Um, but we do reuse enemy types, um, albeit with different um, abilities and different strengths and weaknesses, as I mentioned, to, to add another tactical layer. And uh, with those, there's often texture variation kind of within an enemy class and sometimes model variation within an enemy class and also size variation. So taking the ichthids, which are kind of um, these little fish, uh, stocky, fishy creatures, um, you get tougher ones of those that have these kind of big uh, armoured shell shields um, on their arms, which they take from um, some of the sort of giant turtles we've got in the game. Um, they also are differently coloured and differently textured. You can also get uh, larger ichthids, which are, are tougher, and they might have the same texture, but they'll be kind of um, scaled up to um, to be larger and tougher. Um, however, within that, because obviously we've got such a, a wide variety of enemies, you know, there are some where it is a case of you know they are um, recoloured, um, albeit with the, the same texture um, set, but it's they'll still have some kind of different ability or different uh, tactical wrinkle to them. So. There's a lot of different ways we handle uh, kind of enemy reuse, uh, but it's never just a differently coloured um, bag of hit points. They always do something dangerous and interesting and horrible to the characters. Um, so you'll have to yeah reach into your bag of tricks and your abilities to uh, to get rid of them quick. I think we've been asked that question before, and it always reminds me of uh, Streets of Rage yeah. and just you know how there's tons and tons of enemies, different colours and. Uh... It's the green dungaree man. It's the blue dungaree man. Yeah. So and there's like a funny name like Bert. Or, <laughs> or was it was bread was the uh, final fight I think wasn't it? Old, old bread mm. and two, two p. Um, so there, there's a degree of that, but um, wherever possible we do have actual variations in the models and in the textures and in the sizes, and we always have variations in um, behavioural abilities or whatever else to add that tactical wrinkle. And none of them are wearing American football helmets, and none of them are driving motorcycles that will come in and smash you. No. no, they have to fly and kick off their bikes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can confirm that there are yeah, no motorbikes no... in Heroes of Ruin. Sorry, bike fans. There's no, there's, there's no, there's no kangaroo playable kangaroos either. No, no, no playable kangaroos. It's a, it's, a, it's a sad day. Not even as a summon. No, no. Okay, so we've talked about some of those um, a variety of characters there. Uh, could is there like a talk about one of the really hard ones at all? Um, Can we hint towards? We've got we've got some big bosses. So hint towards uh, some of the bosses maybe? Or well I'm one of the first bosses is the Leviathan, who's this mm. creature from the deep who uh, who you meet very early on in the worst possible way. Um, I won't say any more than that. But when you do get to him, he's um I mean he's a big creature. So he's a he's a screen filler and um, he doesn't just fight on his own, he's got all these kind of uh, sprouts all these tentacles which can uh, smack you up, spit goo at you, do all kinds of uh, things. And he's a, he's a much tougher customer. So he's not uh, called a Leviathan for nothing. No, no, he's not. So, uh, so yeah, we have all kinds of um, uh, creatures. So, you know, the more simple level, you might have something like the, the ghouls from the Elder Forest. Um, they'll kind of mob you. They'll come on in, in large numbers. They're not particularly strong, but they, they do... Uh, they do kind of charge up and, and vomit. They kind of project vomit, puke across the screen at you. So you want to kind of take them out before they do that because that's messy. Um, uh, they're kind of real basic fodder type of enemy, all the way up to something like the the, the Viathan, which which is a boss, fills the screen, has a kind of a, a specific pattern to his attacks and the way he uh, he deals with you will be a real a real menace uh, and a challenge. And there's kind of everything in between. So I've got kind of elite versions of enemies who are um, tougher and they're kind of named. Um, and they're often the subject of specific kind of quests and missions in the game. Um, so there's yeah, there's a, a really big variety, and they'll all have uh, different ways to to take them down and different ways to um, to menace the players. 
That's great. So, uh, I think, guys, we will wrap it up there for this particular month. Unless there's anything you guys particularly want to add. Uh, I, there's one or two. I'm going to go. I'm going to go gorilla on you here. There's one or two things I've been uh, picking up on uh, from the forums. I can answer really, really quickly. Okay. Um, so, we did our cool kind of gunslinger reveal and talked a bit more about him. Very popular. And I think one or two people were saying, so you know, what's the final look that we picked for the gunslinger? And the answer is, it's up to the players. So all of those are customization options that you can choose. So if you want him with a ponytail, you can have him. If you want him with the uh, the uh, hat or the hood, that's that, that's your choice. That's an example of the kind of customization that you can do um, right out of the gate. So you won't have to unlock those. Those those are all available uh, from the beginning. The sort of stuff that you will unlock in air quotes is. Um, kind of extra armour parts, weapon parts and things like that, which you need to find from creatures or, or find from drops. So uh, that's one. I think another uh, couple of questions, if I may. Uh, people have asked about grinding. Um, yeah. This is not a kind of a, a grinding game. If you want to go back into um, to levels to complete some of our daily or weekly challenges, to um, to run through it with, with other buddies, to get some more XP and to get uh, see if you can get that, that weapon or piece of loot that you, uh, that you really want, um, you can, um, you know, you will get kind of stronger doing it, but we're not sort of gating the game or setting up the progress so that players have to go back and back and back uh, to grind up to be high enough level to to kind of take on the next um, the next level, uh, next area of the game. Um, so sort of it's elective grinding. If you really want to go back in, we're not stopping you. And because of the dynamic generation, it's always going to be fun and interesting. Um, but at the same time, it's rare that you'll have to do that. Um, in order to progress I mean maybe if you've been kind of running around every monster and trying not to get into to scraps and try not to get into fights then um, you know you, you may have missed out on some XP or if you've been ignoring side quests then you may need to go back in a few times to, to level up but it's definitely not by any stretch of the imagination what, what you'd call a, a grinding game um, and then the last point if I may is someone talked about ways to heal which I think is a really good question yeah. I think what they're getting at there is sometimes you feel like you have to take uh, a healing class or if you're playing in a party someone has to be the healer class um, and it feels like almost a kind of choice is taken away from you because it's like a must have um, so the answer is that some uh, or almost, I think almost all classes have some way of healing themselves or others around them um, so for example the gunslinger is really money oriented and he gets uh, he's got a kind of uh, ability called uh, blood money and he'll actually uh, heal up a bit every time he gets his hands on some uh, some coins. He's just that happy. He feels that much better about himself that he heals up a little bit. Uh, we talked about the Sacred Circle earlier that the Vindicator has. Um, the Architect's got some spells that can return health. And um, so everyone's got uh, ways of healing themselves and in some cases other people. But you also find um, health potions throughout the game um, uh, which you can use to heal. So no one has to be relegated just to just being the, the party healer and all they do is, is busy themselves with that. So hopefully that answers your question, and uh, hopefully you're happy to hear it. So I think that's it. I'm going to come out, pop out from my little gorilla bunker. Where I've, st I've stolen a load of questions from the forums and uh, trodden all over uh, Kevin's toes. But hopefully that's fine by me. It's because the questions answers for the guys. That's great. <laughs> anyway, um, that's all for us for this month's podcast. Yeah, send uh, more questions. Send more questions. There'll be topic up in the forum. Uh, make sure you sign up for that. Also, of course, we've got the Heroes of Ruin Facebook, Facebook, face dot, Facebook, face dot, isn't it's a whole new concept? Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Heroes of Ruin. Please, uh, please like that, and uh, you can also, if you happen to be a Twitter person, 
We've got uh, twitch.com forward slash more cells, M-O-R-E-S-E-L-S, which is the Square Enix London Studios Twitter account, where you'll have me, basically, talking about Heroes of Ruin and, and tweeting things and saying hello. So, until next time, it's uh, time to say goodbye from mm. uh, from me, from As. Auf Wiedersehen, adieu. And from Luke. Bye. Sayonara. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you next time, guys. Bye for now.